Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A Hoops Journey, episode 121. If you're still rolling with us, we appreciate you. We see you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, download every episode and do what you can to spread the word. Um, I'm looking forward to here this evening, chopping it up with my guy. Uh, we're here on pre, pre-Halloween night. Um, so we know that our kids were wired as we put them to bed. And so it's nice to just have the opportunity to chop it up and, uh, and reconnect, uh, a dude that I've known for probably longer than I want to admit, cause it means we're really old, <laughs> uh, played against this guy, played with this guy. Um, and we've stayed good friends since, since our playing days ended. We have none other than the dunk King, Mr. Half court shot, uh, Harlem crown, Mr. J- Josh masters. How are you, my brother? I'm good, Montreal. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. You know, life is like I was just we were talking about busy, but feels like summer holidays just finished. But I think it's good. You know, I was racing out, picked up, you know, full day of work, picked up E, came home, snack, straight to RBL B ball. Shout out Blake and the crew. <laughs> Brought yes, him home. Blake. Yeah. Tuck him into bed and then get to chop it up with you. But I wouldn't have it any other way, man. How are you? You know? The listeners might not know, you know, you're over on uh, Vancouver Island now in, in Victoria, a couple kids and doing your thing. So how's life for you and the and the family? Man, uh, I couldn't be more happy, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, me growing up, doing all what I've done, as you know, and, and now finally raising well, little kids. I might start a little late, but uh, hey. way better. <laughs> we both started late, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, but you still got a hairline. Like, dude, sometimes, like, I've been at the playground and... <laughs> like it'll be summer holidays and someone will pull up onto me and they'll be like with their grandkid and they'll look at me and say, Oh, isn't, isn't being a grandparent just so good. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't know my son's only six. He doesn't have a kid yet. They just, right. they just stare back. Like, cause you get to the age, like once you hit 40 something, it's like, you don't really care what your response is. Right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mask this. So I just make them feel uncomfortable and it's awesome, but it's so funny. Exactly. Man. It's like, how am I going to turn this around? <laughs> yeah. But as oh, you know, man, I, I mean, timing is everything. And I think, you know, as we'll probably get into this episode is like, everything happens for a reason. There's things that happen along the way. And I think, you know, for both of us and, you know, and it's your episode. So for you, like being a father at like 30, 32, like that wasn't your thing. You weren't ready yet, you know? And so timing is everything. And now you're in a good place where you can be a full dad and you can, give them everything back, which I think is like how it's supposed to roll out. You know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. If I would have had one when I was a young kid or a young adult, no, <laughs> I always thought that was a dream because I, I watch all the, you know, NBA players get it. Oh, they had kids at 19, 21. Oh, if I do that, I'll make the NBA. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm so blessed to have these kids at, at the time I did. Cause now, I mean, obviously Taught me how to be a dad, grew me up yeah. a little more, even though I'm, I'm grown up, but I was still a kid. You know what I mean? And uh, 100%. now after the first, after my first little girl, oh my God, everything changed. And then now I got the, the second the little boy and oh, wow, it's a lot, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, it's worth it. Good, man. Yeah. Just, you can't, no more, man. You can't get outnumbered. You can't be three versus two in the house. Nope. At least, at least it's two V two sometimes, you know? So yeah. And they're yeah, already uh, battling, and it's just like, oh god, yeah, three years <laughs> apart. Like, oh, but I mean, I I love every minute of it, as you know. That's awesome. It's good, man. I do know. 
Um, let's get into it, dude. Let's go back, back in time. Yes, young, young Joshy. Um, just talk, talk about your life growing up, sort of, um, where you grew up, you know, you have a complex story, which I think, you know, you've, you're a very social guy. Um, a lot of people know you and like you, you have a good charm about you. You smile lots. You have, you're fun to be around, but I think the powerful part of this podcast is, um, people get to share their story and I think whatever people want to share, but maybe we get to learn things that we didn't know about other individuals. Right. And I think, um, you have a, a unique path to where you've gotten to. Um, so let's go back in time and just talk a little bit about that. And then, uh, why did basketball become the sport that you chose? Ah, oh, man. Well, yeah, growing up, I mean, uh, where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> well, growing up, obviously, well, not obviously, because a lot of people don't know my dad. He's from Texas. He uh, wasn't really around ever in my life. So, I mean, I had my mom. I had two brothers. Um, one brother stayed with me 90% of the time. And it was back and forth. Moving around a lot. My mom was, uh, you know, doing her thing, working, trying to do everything to keep me you know, out of trouble for well, all of us, me and the brothers. And then I just, yeah, my dad, I always wanted to see him. She said, okay, let's go meet him. And I was in what, eighth grade or something. I've been down there before when I was a baby, but so I was always like, okay, basketball. I'd never liked basketball <laughs> because <laughs> I think it was most likely because of him. He yeah. was never around. So I just kind of was like, mm. and then, uh, you know, now, are you guys in brother, Vancouver? Are you guys in Vancouver at this time? We're still in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, well, Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he was still in Texas. He, I think I met him when I was two, three. He was kind of, but he played basketball and traveled. So it was kind of, mom wanted to bring me back to Canada and keep me over on this side, which thank mm -hmm. God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I always kind of, you know, thought about what he was doing and this and that. And then basically grew up playing hockey. And my mom, she was married to another gentleman and uh I, I gave him a lot of love too he he had passed away actually like five years ago but he got me into hockey i loved it i was four years old five years old and they used to call me the chocolate rocket and uh because i could skate <laughs> i don't think you ever heard that one mitch no ma'am dying <laughs> there'll be a lot of guys i know that that uh, i stay in touch with that listen to these episodes they'll laugh. 2023, we might be getting canceled for that, but we can last right? that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? So that's what the coach used to call me because my, my stepdad, he had me in the rink at 5 a.m. And I'd yeah. be in there by myself or two other of my friends and we'd skate till about 7 and then he'd take me back, go to school. School started back then at 9. So I'd basically go home, eat some porridge, go to school. And he had me doing that for like four or five years. And I mm -hmm. loved it. Hockey almost today i mean basketball obviously but hockey was definitely my first love and i just love going to the rink the zamboni you get off the ice and we jump on there and it was just that sound and it was still fog on the ice and i became really good and then uh whatever what four or five years later i think i was into my 10 11 years old around that way and then my mom and him ended up splitting up and obviously hockey is not cheap and a single mm -hmm. mom. So it was like, and then I started growing because uh, my brother played basketball and he was always tall and I was short. And I just loved hockey, but my mom was like, look, we can't keep doing this. Stakes are breaking. That's $40 and $40 back then was a lot. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was the skates and then my the, feet were the growing. It's like, my yeah. God. Yeah. It everything. was insane. And so, I, I, I mean, I was mad at my mom for a while. She was like, we can't do this. She's like, why don't you do what your dad did? And me being stubborn, eh, I was kind of like, well, and then my brother you Jake stu- said, no. Are you stubborn? No, no, no not at all. <laughs> No, no, I don't hold grudges. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, and then I, that's all I wanted to do was play hockey. And then when I couldn't, I was like, okay, basketball came over. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Basketball was cheap, one pair of shoes. And thank God to my mom, it was always a pair of Jordans. And she said, you wear those outside and you wreck them. That's all you get. You're going to be barefoot if you don't. <laughs> so we, I kind of went through that way. And then uh, let's see. What was it? Grade nine. I went to uh, J.N. Burnett. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. And uh, I met uh, probably the greatest person in my life, Paul Eberhardt. And uh, he kind of took me under his wing. I don't know why. Disbro didn't want to. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him, though, at the time. But it was the right fit for me. Like Eberhardt came in and met me in grade nine and brought me on to his junior team there. And then I played with him, what, grade nine, 10. I, I think I scored four points in those two years. But he always made sure I got in the game because I think my mom kind of made him. <laughs> they, they had a special relationship. She was always at the games and driving some of the kids, even though I wasn't playing. But, I mean, that's really how I kind of got into it. And, um, yeah, and then that basically since grade nine, I, I didn't really like it because I wasn't doing anything. But mm-hmm. then after grade nine, grade 10 came around, met a lot of the Richmond legends, the Mavises, Nobel Thomases, you know, and that kind of really opened my eyes to basketball really then. What do you think it was like early on about Ebe? You know, you mentioned, obviously there was, you know, as coaches, sometimes we can be like selfish in terms of wanting the best talent, but you, you're self-admitted saying like, I wasn't even that good back then. But what was it about? that what do you think he saw in you just to just saw an opportunity to mentor you a little bit and, and realize that you needed some support or like you know what was it yeah i mean i i still don't know like for that guy to do what he did for me is amazing i mean a lot of people that listen to your podcast obviously know and um he just something to do i was always athletic and energy and i guess i was a good kid and nice <laughs> like you mm-hmm. said i'm always smiling and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah no he really took a big chance on me and uh just somehow he just jumped in my life and it was weird because he was what i think he was around 28 years old at that time mm-hmm. i was what 14 or 13 and it was like but he, he seemed like he was this older man or whatnot but he he'd come pick me up from my house take me to practice and, and make sure i was kind of doing this and then i was school wasn't my greatest thing and mm-hmm. uh, he always made sure he, he'd be on me. And then it would slowly, as we got older, he, well, you don't go to class, you don't do this, you're not playing. And that really hit. It was like, well, all my friends are playing. I could sit on the bench in these red warm-ups with the, the tear-away pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of the friends would be in the game, and I'd be just sitting there watching and just cheering on. But I guess I did a good job of cheering because he kept mm-hmm. me around. And, uh, no, he was always, obviously, as you know, um, he was always the biggest guy in my life in that way. Like my mom was, you know, she did what she could do, but I needed that father figure. He was definitely the guy that kind of took me under his wing and he basically molded me into the guy I am today and, and definitely the way I played basketball. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the best coaches, regardless of wins and losses, are able to see things inside of people that maybe we don't even see inside ourselves, you know, and and being a raw sort of, you know, young guy, you know, you always played with a bit of a snarl when you were hooping, right? You took it pretty serious right. and, and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and not having that father figure, he, he probably saw some things in you that you weren't even seeing yet, knowing that you're going through growth spurts and that your brother had already pooped and that, you know, it was okay, there's something here. And so let's see what we can make of it. And, um, and yeah, and I agree, like you talked about it already, like, I don't think Richmond High was the place for you. I think no, as as no, we get as we get yeah as we get more into your journey here, I think you ended up exactly where you're supposed to. Um, and it's funny and yeah, dude, just talk a little bit more about those Richmond, just the days oh, of man. Richmond and the, the players that you were around and and do you remember your first sort of exposure to uh, the Dolphin Park Classic? Oh yeah, yeah, no, and, and like you said, uh, to, to jump back a bit, yeah, everything happens for a reason. That was one of my mom's biggest things. She's always used to tell me, everything happens for a reason. I thought I'd be a baseball player. Hockey, mm-hmm. what, what not. And it was, she just said, just let whatever comes, comes kind of thing. And she always said, everything happens for a reason. I, I, I say that to kids nowadays and, and just in life, people, my partner, everything. I'm like, everything happens for a reason. We go up and downs and, and whatnot. But I mean, there's, there's some goal for everybody, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. like you said, like, it, oh, I love that quote that you said that. Mm-hmm. My mom's, but uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, growing up, damn Richmond, and that's when you know I thought I was good. Grade, <laughs> I think it was about grade grade eight, and uh, I remember playing uh, playing outside one time. I think it was uh, I remember the school it was outside. It was me, Novell Thomas, um, uh, who else was out there? Mike McDonald, all these Richmond legends, and I was a young kid. And I thought I was Michael Jordan. I had the armband. I would just jump and just throw the ball around crazy. And I'll never forget, Novell Thomas looked at me, like, yo, just slow down. Like, play it this way. And I'll be like, I might have been a little cocky back then. And, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> literally, he, he helped me out a lot too. And then just growing up, watching all those guys play. And I was just like, wow, like going to Richmond High games when I was in the ninth grade, he would take me and take a couple of the other players, Andy Duns and Chris Lakes and, and guys like that. Like, when I when really the first time I was really like I want to play basketball was Andrew Mavis, mm. watching him play and like the Bobby Singh. Like Mavis was, I was always looked at that guy. Like now I look at him like the Dirk Nowitzki. I thought I was like he's going to make the NBA. First guy I ever seen dunk besides well besides Rammer, but he was seven feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but watching watching Mavis and then play like we play like at, out at, at some of the high schools outside when we were in the ninth grade and stuff like that and. It was, I was just like, man, these, these guys are good. And then I was like, okay. And then he kind of took me under his wing, and I was still kind of developing, like you said, growth spurts. And I had no idea what was going on with my body. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, school. And then it was just like, okay, hit a couple shots. I'm going to make the NBA one day. Not a chance. <laughs> but <laughs> the guys had to humble me real quick. Be like, yeah. you're athletic and you got talent, but... Uh, need a lot to work on and and so i mean yeah i mean growing up richard really helped we had a lot of good players out there and then and and, and one thing for disbro too big up to him he used to open that gym up all the time too and have nash come in and and uh was but uh, uh white chocolate and all all the guys that whole gym be packed all summer uh, lee craven mark cravens i'm pretty sure you came out to a couple of those runs and, yes, and randy norris and you know and it was just like whoa 
I'm like, this is basketball. We're the same age. And I, I, I actually, I think I was almost a year older later on. And I'm like, these guys are busting my butt. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can no, almost touch the rim. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. Disbro was one of those ones. And I think we've lost that a little bit being a high school coach myself. Because right. now, now everybody's so protective. And it's like the minute you allow, well, I mean, first of all, you need like 48 pages of paperwork to, liability yeah, to, to, to bring a kid over, right? But not just, just that, the janitor opening it up. Anymore. Yeah, just like the purity and like throw on some beats, someone gets on the ox and 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 we go from there, you know? It's like, I think we've lost that a little bit. And uh, those runs, when you think of the names, you know, Jordy would come down, Roy Cruzwick, like I think Heinrichson came out to a few. I mean, right, right. Yeah, right. right. Like we're, we're talking like legends. So. Like national team players, like guys yeah. who basically made the league. And, yeah, man. And it was like, I mean, he did it too. And, and, and certain other guys, Stephen High, it was, but everybody went to Richmond. It was that small yeah. gym. Disbro had the poll back then. He was, he was number one. Mm-hmm. So we would all go there and get invited. I remember, uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Utah, the coach, he came. Majerus. Out. Yeah. And he came out and I, I had kind of the flu one day and he was like, no, this is your chance. You're, you know, you're in grade 11. Everybody's going to be in this gym. Nash was there and it was guys and went in there and played and didn't do that great, but did well. And mm-hmm. they were just like, look, and then everybody started being like, and then Diz was like, I'm not going to recruit you. But, and I used to hang around with, uh, Andy Dunn, Chris Lake. Those were my partners back then. And he would take yes, them sir. up and I'm like, where am I going? Uh, I'm not going to the, okay. And so I kind of was, <laughs> you know, a little hurt. And then, mm-hmm. uh, he swooped in and said, no, look, I got you. And like you said, it was the first, uh, the best fit for me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. If I went to Rich and Hyde, I would definitely probably not have done what I've done till today, really. And yeah. have a guy like he take me under his wing as, wing as a father figure, not just your player. And he's really, well, he, I call him Pops. So it's a, he's definitely been my father figure for the last 30 something years. Yeah, man. And I think too, like, I don't know if you've had the chance to listen to Joe Razzo's episode where he talks about like, there's something to be said for, being the man on your team, right? Whereas like, if you go to Richmond, you know, that's, that's a team that's ranked one through five for right. the, the two, three years you're there. Right. And like, not saying that you wouldn't get into those, that, that role, but right. it's the likelihood, you know, you're playing behind yeah. Dave, all these guys. Right. And then you get to yeah. go to McNair and then you got, you got these gritty dudes, you know, around you and you become, you guys create your own little identity out at McNair, which is cool. Right. And, and, and have an opportunity to battle with Richmond, which, you know, Steveson's kind of, they're okay at this time, but they're not yeah. as strong as they were before we were the, in, you know, in high school. So it's kind of fun what you guys ended up doing and talk about those years, man, like grade 11, 12, you know, you man. Kind of playing provincial team, uh, senior year, you guys make it all the way that, you know, the final four, like just so many great memories and, um, you know, us coming out your way and like, we get to play provincial <laughs> team together, like lots of good times, man. I thought you meant when I first, Got the uh, the treat of you coming into McNair and, and beating <laughs> us by forty something, I think it was. And I was like, "Oh, this this is this Aaron Mitchell guy." And uh, I don't know, Vic, Vic Gregory, he was not with you yet, was he that year? Yeah, he's a year older. Yeah, yeah so, right, okay. So ninety four came in and yeah. smacked us. <laughs> listen, that's what you uh, listen, Eb Eb. That's what happens when you try to put Harv Pooney on me, dog. Right. <laughs> Shout out Hollywood Harp. That's for you, Harvey. You better, you better still be listening, man. If you, 
<laughs> I don't want that fake download. And we need to download right. and listen. Yeah. We'll find out though, Josh. Don't he'll, just, he'll, don't he'll just message tap us. the button and then yeah. not listen. <laughs> yeah, but for I real, know, let's oh, get man. into those years, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, man. like U16 days, U17, like provincial teams, all the guys, McCrory, Wilmot, you know, Oli Schmidt. 2-2, like just Bristol, like so much fun. And then being on really competitive teams in the Richmond area, which, you know, hadn't happened for a while. I mean, you know, I mean, Steveson made the provincials, I think, when we were grade 11. I think so. Oh, but I mean, you know, you free... Mike McDonald and Sedtrack. And and yeah. The year... old guys. He was having cigarettes at halftime. It was <laughs> quite the squad. <laughs> but but they were good. <laughs> They were, yeah. So talk about talk, talk about those times, and then as you're going through your high school years, at what point did you, you know, you talked about kind of you know school not being your thing. At what point did you find the confidence to think like, I know I can hoop at the next level, but I think I can survive academically too. And and talk about that process too a little bit. Yeah, like academics was obviously my that was the main thing that held me back mm-hmm. with everything, and it was I just. I kind of got pushed through up until when it really mattered, grade 10, 11. But it was like, he never let me just kind of get by. Like, oh, you missed class? Did he come to my classroom? And, <laughs> and then I guess I have to give a shout out to Ukes too, because he was my uh, my my baby manager. I lived across the street from the school. And if I was late, he'd be at my window. <laughs> and that was his job, to come and get me out of, out of my house and get to school. Mom was sleeping. She worked two jobs. Jake was already going to school or working at the time. So it was like, he'd come over and get me up and go to class. And then he would just be like, well, let's see if you go to all your classes. If not, you're not starting. And I might not let you practice. You can sit there and watch. And then basically, he taught me how to, I'm letting the guys down. Because, mm. I mean, whatever, I was whatever one of the best players on our team. And, and, and actually coming into my own to be actually one of the better players in BC. And... Mm-hmm. I just thought it came too easy and I was taking it for granted. And he put a, a shutdown to that real quick. And he, he kind of, I don't know, well, I don't know how many times we had talks. And that's why with him, I'm, I'm still surprised that he uh, stuck it out and, you know, had put everything into me. Like I was basically his own kid and he saw something in me like we were talking about earlier. And I mean, I started to realize it after probably about 16, 17, like this guy really, you know, loves me and cares for me and wants me to do well. And I wasn't going down the best path and, and friends I had in school and out of school and stuff like that. He saw all that. He was just like, look, and he kind of sat me down and said, this is the last chance. I get you to go somewhere. He he always wanted me to get on the national team. He always thought I could do it and, and whatnot. And then obviously, as you know, he got me to graduate out through high school and, and got me over to play university. And, um, yeah, I mean, but, but growing up in Richmond really was, it helped so much. Like the Mavises, Bobby Singh, Tyler, Wade Tamoli. And one thing before I, I forget. Yeah. And, uh, rest in peace to Tyler Tamoli. Say um, less. Mm-hmm. A great Richmond man, great Richmond guy, great guy all around. And I played with his brother Wade and uh, he played at Richmond. I think he won a championship. Pretty sure. Now we took it, but still. Oh, that was you. Oh, never mind. Hey. I mean, um, it happens. Yeah, no. So he just had passed away. Uh, just recently, yes. So I, I just uh, wanted, I was going to do that at the beginning of the show, but I wanted to let it go through. But I knew this topic would come up through high school. So, yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to him and Wade and the whole Tamui family. They're mm-hmm. definitely a rich man. Uh, yeah, they're 
both of them grew up Richmond and were two beasts of guys. <laughs> yeah, man. Big dudes. <laughs> Big Samoan dudes. But fun dudes yeah, too, then, man. Super yeah, oh, fun. Man. Yeah. And then like overall, like back to, to Gordon and Richmond, like I had the Nobel Thomas. He was kind of a, a mentor to me. Well, he really was mentoring me. And he was me and him were so different and the way we grew up and everything else. And and Chris Lake was his his uh whole family and that's right. I looked up to Chris Lake because he was a bit older than me, and and it was just like I wanted to play at Richmond. They played there, then I couldn't wait to play them when I got to McNair. Mm-hmm. But uh, like just growing up with those guys playing at Dolphin every day since we were like thirteen, fourteen, and then really like growing into players from Dolphin. And I, I'm sure we'll get into Dolphin a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, just Richmond. There were so many good hoopers, and and a lot of them was I don't know I don't want to say different than me but I, I grew up definitely a different path than most of the guys that, that all those guys were but we all still got along they all kind of embraced me as you know what are you doing like you don't need to be cool you don't need to you don't do all that stuff let's hoop you can hoop come and hang with us so that's how I started going to Richmond High Runs and he would make sure he'd pick me up from my house like I don't care what time it is let's go I'm gonna drop you off there and I'll pick you up whenever it's over and all those days in those gyms. And then, I mean, he started doing that with his brother and they'd come down a bunch of UBC vets and come and play open gyms after their Nike camps and stuff like that. We'd all run and it was just like, and then slowly guys like that would be like, yo, you can play like Joey DeWitt's guys like that would be like, you know, if you focus, you could actually do this basketball thing. You just gotta, you know, stop the ego and you ain't Mike. <laughs> stop all this stuff. And uh, even though I'll say he used to call all the moves they do, CNS. I don't know if you remember that from the Nash, or from the uh, under seventeens. Yeah, <laughs> we man. can't say that on this, but uh, <laughs> CNS meant uh, yeah, yeah. Stop doing all that craziness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those U seventeen practices. Whew. Remember yeah. when Mahar ran through in his underwear? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See. And there's so many things that ever since me and you talked, we're going to do it. Well, we can talk forever. We're going to get on this pod together. But like, yeah. so many of those stories I keep thinking of, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many. So Especially many. just between me and you and the under 17s and, oh. and just, yeah, going through everything. Like when you came lit us up at McNair, I'll still never forget that. And uh, <laughs> home crowd, I think it was the first time our gym ever got sold out. I think it was what, 1,600 people. <laughs> and yeah. We got worked. <laughs> but that's part of it. I mean, like Ebe's yeah. up and coming. He's got a young program. He's working hard, right? And, and you know, he's getting to the point where he's bringing in all the top teams in the, in, in the province, or at least you're going to their schools, vice versa, whatever. You're getting invited to the better tournaments. You know, it's a good feeling. And it's and you're starting to at least have, have more measuring sticks for yourself, right? You're like, well, I can actually... I can hang with these dudes, right? And then, oh, yeah. you know, some success in the U17 summer playing with all those guys looking around going, I can play with you. I can play with you, you know? Um, and then having an awesome grade 12 year. I mean, what a wild year in 95. Like we get upset. Oh. Richmond gets upset. McCrory goes nuts. It you opened guys, the door for us. You guys did. Those I know, days. right? Yeah. Tony took it to another level. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then at what point did you and Eve sit down and think like, okay, when – or where do I want to go? Or when was that conversation happening? Was it like, a, I know everybody approaches it differently. Some are like, I want to finish out my year and sort of right. 
think about where I want to go or you kind of like, I'll do whatever, you know, like talk about some of those things. And pretty much I, I never thought that university and anything like this, like he used to always put it in my head and I used to just kind of shake it off. Like, nah, why? Never really thought of it. I just, I, I I never, like I was cocky as you know, (laughs) but I never thought I was that guy, like to be, I could go do this and like see like the Nashes and, you know, the Novells, the Randys, and, and like even guys like yourself, like you guys were always solid players, like everything. And it was like, oh, I was just the dunk guy. And then it was like, okay, you yeah. highlight, you're a highlight real player. And I was like, cool. That's, and I, I love that because I was a showman. And we'll, we'll talk about how that led later. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just, I just love the crowd. I love making people laugh or smile. Even when I was being cocky, it was more of a, uh, Yo, this kind guy, of joking. And, this guy, like every gym we would go to, okay, ladies and like, <laughs> This guy would throw it off the wall for in warm up. I'm like, yo, man, Joshy. It didn't matter where we were. It didn't matter if that wall was like 30 feet back or like right behind the backboard. He's like eyeballing it when he probably should be like working on his left hand or shooting right. jumpers in warm up. He's like looking at the wall. What's it made of brick? Oh, glass. Like a, when we played at SFU, I thought, remember that they, the old gym, they had kind of that yeah, fiberglass. I was like, he's going to put yeah. a, I'm like, he's going to break a window, man. Just there's a few screws. Launches it like, like 60 feet in the air, one bounce, like two foot or one foot <laughs> reverse. I'm like, this guy's crazy, man. He's crazy. Hey. And see, you know, that's funny where I got that dunk from was Eve. Remember, uh, under 17, when we were in Vegas, and we had Pasha and Kyle guys under us, and uh, we were in the dunk competition. He was like, going to the dunk competition. I was like, what? Like, nah, uh-uh. And then all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, why not? And everybody remember Posh, you, uh, Ben Simmons. I'm Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. All the other guys, right? And they were yeah. like, dude, go in there. And I'm like, what? I'm like, look at these guys. Yeah, like, wasn't Felipe then, wasn't Felipe Lopez there? Felipe Lopez, yeah, uh, Kevin Stephen Garnett, Marbury, like dude. Yeah, and I remember Garnett walked in the gym when we were warming up, and I was like, "Oh, who is this guy?" He just came walking in with a towel on his head and like eight dudes beside him that were all like five four, and <laughs> everybody's like that. Duh, duh, duh. And I remember uh, Pasha came up to me and was like, "Oh man, you got this. Do the wall dunk." And then Eve's like, "Okay, I saw this dunk two years ago. Throw it off the wall." I'm like, "What?" And I did that, got it, and I think Cotton Fitzsimmons and uh, Jimmy Jackson were judging. Oh, that's right. Right? And then I, I, I got the wall dunk, and I remember Kevin Garnett walked up to me, and we had the British Columbia jerseys on. And he said, I can't remember what he said, but he said, <laughs> where the is British Columbia? <laughs> and it was like Canada. And then after that, I mean, I finished second. I beat Garnett just to throw that out there for you young guys. But uh, Sheesh. And then uh, when was it? Ronnie Fields won it that year. Oh, Remember Ronnie, Ronnie Fields? Fields. He, jumped, he jumped the three ball rack all loaded and windmilled it. Oh, that's and right. Now, but I mean, that turned with us. Like that showed me, you, Bristol. Who else? We have McCorry. We have Jesse. Like we had a pretty darn good team and we did pretty well considering yeah, man. who we're playing the game. And that that's when I kind of came back and it was like, oh, I mean, I could play with these guys, but I see you, uh, you know, like all my kind of peers that actually play basketball and weren't like, I was always, everybody said, oh, you're naturally gifted. You had hops, you had this. And I was like, yeah, I never worked on my game. But then mm-hmm. seeing you guys actually had the fundamentals of the game and studied the game in a sense at that age, it was like, okay, I want to I be on these guys' level. Like, like honestly, with you, it was mm-hmm. Maeve, 
and, and I mean, obviously the older guys know Bell and stuff like that. Even even Ron Putsy is, is another big mentor of mine. Mm-hmm. I watched him since we were I was in grade two, and he went to the same school in McKay out in Richmond. That's and awesome. it was just like watching these guys play. I was like, holy! I'm like, why can't I do this? And then I started growing. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, these skinny legs can get up there, and I got long arms and big hands. I'm like, this is cool. I like this game. We've had another very generous sponsor on the podcast. Um, as you know, uh, Carl and myself run this podcast uh, strictly out of our own pockets and try to do our best. And we've had a guy step up, um, a gentleman by the name of Doug Beers. Doug Beers has a company called Pro Gift Cards. Uh, it also funds our other sponsor, uh, PGC Basketball Academy, with some other key corporate donations um, that Doug gives out. He's a very generous guy. We're very thankful for him. If you need bulk gift cards, and when I say bulk gift cards, I've been to his office from Tim Hortons to Earl's to Canadian Tire. It's across the board, Walmart, you name it, all right? For your company or any organization, Pro Gift Cards can get them to you at a discount. If you mention a Hoops Journey podcast, you'll get a special discount as well. So whether you're running like a golf tournament or some sort of event, reach out and he'll take care of you. If you Google Pro Gift Cards, they're also found on the Walmart Canada website under gift cards as the exclusive supplier for Walmart Canada gift cards. Support this company. Uh, He's a great guy, a big hoop head, um, and has really looked out for our podcast. Once again, that's Pro Gift Cards. Mention a hoops journey and you can find yourself a little bit of a deal. Thank you to Doug Beers. After seeing all that, man, that was great. The reminisce about Vegas, man. I, man, I, I wish there's some, more stories. I, we'll keep back to another yeah. one. <laughs> it's a different podcast, my friend. It's a different podcast. Nothing um, bad like that, people. We're just bugging rookie. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't even. Um, ben. Uh, this guy, <laughs> I would die to see like the rosters of like those guys because that like that '95 All American game is insane. Like it's loaded, right? So right? there's probably like there's other dudes that were we around. That a lot was, of guys. Like, Kobe was yeah. out there that year because I, I I'm still trying to find the pamphlet. I think it it might be at my aunt's, but I, we had that pamphlet and it was. I know Kobe was like he was only like what 14, but he was playing. On his level, and then I remember Sam Oki was another guy. That yeah, played we played against. against them. Yeah, yeah, he ended up playing uh, Utah, I think, or Wisconsin. Wisconsin, that's right. Yeah, the other all white school. Holy, yeah, right. <laughs> he was. And he was a monster. Yeah, yeah man. And then and we well was playing so. with New York. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did do well, man. It was good. It was good. We had a good but, team. Yeah, and I think Eve did a good job of like he let he really let us like be free, right? Like that's what I always yeah. appreciate about him as a coach was like. There were standards and rules, and I remember, like, I right. think I was late for the vans one day, and he like lost oh, it on man. me. And I and I had like Chambers as a coach, right? But I was like, damn, like, yeah. okay, so it's all fun and games after the game's over, but when it's game time, like, it's business, oh, right? And he was really was. good about like finding that balance, knowing that okay, I know we're in Vegas, we can yeah. have fun. I'll do the friggin' wrestling moves. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to give us some belly flop, right? Not. But, but when it yeah, like you said, when it came down to time, yeah. the bus is leaving and the van's leaving or whatnot, and if you're not shoes tied and ready to go out there, nah. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. having it, and and everybody thinks that way about him. Oh, he's just an easygoing guy, big Joe, you know. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I think I kind of back talk him in a timeout one time in Vegas, and he just like 
he was, I don't even remember who he's like sub for Mitchell and then lost it on me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. I would have got hit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got in the car after and he like, I knew he set it up. So I was in the front seat and he basically was just like, yo, what's the deal? And I was like, I apologize, coach. It'll never happen again. He's like, perfect. And then we just yeah. moved on. Right. But it was like, yeah. he wanted to break it down. And I was like, I knew I was in the wrong. And I was like, okay. And, deal and with the this. fact that he was pretty young for a coach. Like, you yeah, know, man. Like he was a young guy. Like, and it's weird. I always thought he was older. Obviously we're growing up, but I look back now. I'm like, man, you were, you were baby, just a kid too. Kind of thing. Like, yeah getting your feet in the door and he's still doing it man yeah man i I can guarantee you this josh masters i will not be doing it (laughs) i hope not i will not be doing it for that long there's no way this guy is like yeah i always think that even people i talk to all the time and and then he was coaching what langara then palmer and then driving back and forth back Back and forth man. man a college team and a high school team yeah that's a lot of work and then he was still a, a mentor to a lot of kids that I know, like growing up. Hundred percent. He was taking care of them, and then got coaching practice, this and that. I'm like, that's why I'm glad he got married finally and like, slowed down. I know, <laughs> and right? Take one team. Yeah, but he can't stop. No. Now he's busy doing robotics, which is hilarious. So yeah, <laughs> but he but he loves it. He loves it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, man. So post-secondary ball, let's talk about that journey. Ooh. I mean, it's kind of up and down, and then you end up in the spot where, you know, you, you're a key player in a, in a role, playing a, a huge role for, you know, championship-level teams. But up until that point, talk about the ups and downs and in-betweens of figuring all that out, you know, moving to the post-secondary world where we get a little bit more freedom, and but that also means more responsibility in terms of getting our marks in and showing up to friggin' practice and whatever else it is, right? So you know, kind of like, you know, you have Eben in your corner, but he's still got priorities with his job and his life too. So how did you work, work through that and figure that all out? Yeah. Like what I, like I said, I, I, I mean, I, I thought I could go to university. I had Triano kind of recruit me, uh, well, not Hemmings yet. Um, mm. but I mean, the UBC, everybody Hanson and they were all like, and it was kind of cool to see cause it was like, Oh, cool. And then I'd see Pasha getting 500, letters from duke you know and i'm like i play with him outside him it's not that much better than me he's younger <laughs> but uh, <laughs> after that that don't i man once i figured out I, he was like you can go play he's like i mm-hmm. think you play on the night thought I, I remember this one video we did the uh the sports page interview in like 95 or something like that mm-hmm. and me and him sat there and he's like i think you could play on the national team one day i didn't see that till after the little video thing came out and i was like whoa that's nothing I ever thought of, but I was just like, I'm just going to play, you know, maybe go to college, go to UBC or, or one of the teams. And then I was like, Oh wait, you need grades. <laughs> so I, and then he was always on with that. Even my mom. And, and I mean, I was stubborn and, and I mean, I tried, I did good enough to get through. And then he came up to me one day and he said, pack your bags kind of thing. I said, what? And he was like, you're going to Brandon. I'm like, where's that <laughs> in my head? I thought it was in the States. I'm like, finally. And, uh, figure that out. Nope. Wasn't the States. <laughs> I Keep mean, away. when I got there, when I, when I got there, it was basically the States. <laughs> True. Hang on though. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Didn't you go to, did you play Douglas? 
Yeah, we're trying, to Douglas skip, was, we're trying to skip over this. I, I kind of skip over that one. No, no, Douglas was, I mean, that was my first step to uh, Dave Monroe. Shout out to him too. He's, he's a good guy. And uh, we just didn't see eye to eye, but we had some of the greatest coaches there. We had uh, Tate. Um, and, Damn, uh, Tate was coaching? Team. Yeah. And he was still lighting us up in practice. <laughs> and they played three on five and beat us and we had to run lines. But uh, yeah, Monroe was on. We had Mark Craven, Lee Craven. We had Ukes. Um, God, who else did we have? Frampton. We we had actually a really good team, but we did you know, not. Fr- you know, Frampton's in Oak Bay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I man. saw him when you were you up, up here. Yeah. 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 I, I got some sandwiches out of the, the, the uh, coach's room from him. Classic Joshy. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Me and him talk here and there. And it was funny when I ran into him. Like, oh, he's like, man, you. And then you were like one of the best dunkers. Da, da, da. I'm like, God, I'm, like, I'm like, you're doing well. He's like, come help me coach. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm not ready to coach yet. But yeah, man. <laughs> it's just how it, it's crazy how small the basketball world is. Like, I hadn't seen him in what? Douglas was what, 98? So, yeah. That's quite a while ago. And, and I always looked at him because he was a decent player. And yeah, Pitt Meadows, man. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, it was cool to see all these guys. And like, even now today, we all still kind of be in touch and yeah. run into people, like, especially over here on the island. I never thought I'd run into him again. Like, I saw right. him for two years. And then it was like, eh, probably see him on Facebook somewhere with a post. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. So, but no, Doug, Douglas was, I don't say Douglas was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't ready to play. I was, Obviously, uh, trying to find myself at that time too, and um, yeah, I was dating a, a girl, and we were. Oh, she's like, no, you're just gonna. She got in my head. Oh, you're gonna make the NBA. You're gonna do this. And I was like, I'm playing open gyms with the Grizzlies and stuff down, down, down at the uh, not GM place at the Richmond Oval and stuff yeah. like that. And Anthony, and it was like, oh. but realized real quick that no, that I need to get back focused, and he basically said but you're going if you don't go here he's like i'm basically cutting you out in a mm-hmm. sense i know he wouldn't but <laughs> i was scared of him so i said okay where <laughs> i was like here's my bag i got three t-shirts and a pair of george where are we going and there's no google at this time dog you're right? just like yeah <laughs> right. man okay so touchdown and i'm guessing too brandon airport ain't even open so you <sighs> land in winnipeg and then it's like what two oh. and a half to get to brandon oh man that was a, a, a real shocker for me getting up. I had no idea. Like, I knew what Winnipeg was and where it was. Mm-hmm. But I got there not knowing who's where and what. And I'm by myself. First time I ever left home. Never, mm-hmm. never mind. Left my mom. I'm a mama's boy. And I left. I'm like, what? No cell phone. So I'm like, nope. get off the airport. Quarter in the thing. Oh, you need more than one quarter. So <laughs> <laughs> a few cards called mom. She said, what? You're not coming home. She's like, basically, doors are locked. He's like you're there. And then I, some random guy standing there in the in the in the airport. Said, hey, kind of like that thing you see in the movies. He's holding the master sign. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "I was like, what?" Drove that two and a half hours, longest drive, and I think it was what end of August. I know it was actually September because I almost missed it because uh, one of our good friends and, and our brother Gil Chung, he's the one that told. Uh, Mr. Hammond, you got to get this kid, but you got to get him out here. <laughs> he won't come on his own. <laughs> so, 
We had Eve, my mom, Hemmings, and everybody talking, and my brother. They all helped him. It's like, just go. Once you get him here, he's good. And then, so yeah, that that whole thing got out there. I remember just driving around the town the next morning, and I was like, what is this? Were you in I Jerry's really, garage? Were you in Jerry's garage? I, I was just coming there, yeah, because they were saying, we're not giving you a dorm room. Eve's like, I'll, I'll pay your first tuition, and then you... If you graduate, we get it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, if I if I pass the first nine credits, I get it back. So it was kind of like how many? I already had a suite. I'm sure there was another ten guys before me that lived in there because there was a lot of uh, other stuff in there. And I'm like, oh, it's this jersey, this jersey. I'm like, oh, and it was like 20 yards away from his house on a on a flat field, obviously in Manitoba. And I, I'll never forget that first sleep. And it was like 6 a.m. You'd be up. And I'm like, I got in at, at midnight. Mm-hmm. He made me eggs and orange juice. I'll never forget that. And then he's like, okay, hey, walk me out to his little bar. And I'm like, what is this? There's a futon, no TV, and bobcat picture. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I remember waking up the next morning, 540-something. And he got me. And like, let's go. Didn't he hit you, did, was, did, he have the, did he hit you with the intercom? Josh. Yes, yes, yes. And he yes, let the yeah, intercom, right beside, he could just talk yeah, to you. Yeah, right like, beside my bed. And then Jordan, <laughs> his son, kept coming over up that night. And it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm, I'm still not even sure where I am. And so I'm up, no phone, no nothing, staring at the wall. There's a bunch of pictures, a couple of the, the Bobcat guys. And I'm like, so are these all the guys that passed away in here? Or are they all playing here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy's got me in a cave in the backyard. But... uh and then the next couple of days, it was minus 30. My no. God. Like mid-October, Man. bro. Oh, it's a dry cold, Josh. I remember that's all you told me. Dry cold. You, you, live yeah. you, you see it's wet cold. This is different. I'm like, yeah, it definitely is different. different. <laughs> I wasn't that's used what, to that. That's what my wife's family tries to tell me too, man. Like they're all right. from Saskatoon. Oh, Saskatoon oh, it's such a wet yeah. cold. I get, I get so cold when I come out to Vancouver. I'm like. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Like, don't even compare the two. I'd rather have my feet wet than I can't blink. Right? <laughs> Nose hairs all frozen. Like, they got to start their oh. car. They got to start their car for 15 minutes before they get into it. Yeah, plugins. I remember seeing this yeah. outside the dorms. I'm like, why are there plugs outside on these posts? And it, it took me a minute. People are like, well, that's where you plug your car. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> There's no electric cars in 2000 or 1999. <laughs> <laughs> So don't freeze, man. Like what? You're right. That's when I was like, this place is crazy, man. Yeah. But, but you, that's but you know what? Place, though, for sure. But when you look back on it, like I think for you and where you were at academically, basketball-wise, a good program in a small community was probably like the perfect oh. fit for you, Joshy. Like oh, a million you know, people. Like, you know, as annoying as maybe coach was with like study hall and stuff, like he was making efforts to keep you eligible. He was yeah. always on your case. You guys had a love hate, you know, and just like, cause you would battle him, but you know, he always was looking out <laughs> for you. And, and I think like, you know, I was thinking of like, um, all the families that kind of like, who's the old family, the Cran. Oh, Cran. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. Like, and the they nicest. both just passed now. Yeah. Oh, oh did yeah. she? Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like those type of people. And Crandles, like, Crandles. The Crandles, yeah. Right. And just that Brandon experience that is hard to put into words. I know people like drive through Brandon and they think, oh, what's this place all about? And what is this? But when you got the experience of being a Bobcat, I think it was like the it was like the perfect mix oh, for you. Man. 
there, yeah, no. there couldn't have been anything better than that. And that's kind of how, like, I, I go back to Eve. Like, how did he know that? Like, he knew, I'm not going to UVic, UBC, SFU. Clearly didn't have the grades. They asked, they tried, and they mm-hmm. said, we'll give you the opportunity to do your, you know, go tutoring. And I just wasn't ready. And then Brandon was more of a, was like a adult high school for me, in a sense, yeah. my first year. And I did a lot better there, too, because it was, like you said, it was smaller. Oh, everybody's yeah. on it and everybody's okay. And then some of the older guys, the Greg Walkers and, and uh, Ernest Bells and guys like that were like, look, dude, we need you. So if you don't, then we're not hanging out kind of thing like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. all you got to do is just show up. Like you got it. Just go show up. Yeah. And I was always like, well, I'm scared of school, but it's like, no, this is different. <laughs> like pick something you like. And then, I mean, Hemmings and, and a bunch of the guys got me into class. Jacob Hall is another guy, rest in peace. Brother. Yeah. And uh, he kind of took me under his wing when I first got there, too, because he was just like, dude, he's like, I'm not the greatest student. He's like, all you got to do is take something you kind of like and just, just go to class and just yeah. listen. They're gonna, not, not per se they're going to pass you, but I mean, I mean, literally they will as long as you go and show that you're, you know, you're learning something. You can't just show up and sit there and put your head down, but yeah, no, definitely. Like, and that was something that Eve saw too. Like, that was the only place that really at that time in my life I could have went and and ended up being, you know, kind of successful in a sense playing hoops. Kind of successful for sure, man. Talk about those years. I mean, like the, te- the teams you played on, the guys you got to play with. Like, and I think too is like the thing that blew me away when I was there was like the media showing up to practice right. like we're on the so local different. news every game's on tv like this gym's packed um, it's just a different experience you know yeah. and and you're playing i mean we're a top five program every year and it's you know you're 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 at the mall and people are like stopping you to talk to you yes like, going oh, to applebee's and like oh here yeah. i'm gonna pull up my credit card i just took out from a guy in the mall no no you guys are good here don't worry about it you and quasi are good <laughs> yeah, be quiet, baby. <laughs> but yeah, like being there was like a little small coop town, like the Hoosiers kind of atmosphere in that sense, but a lot of more colored folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like I'll never forget the first day I walked in the gym. It was like I walked in, there was about sixty guys in there. I'm like, what? And like I would say seventy five percent were black dudes. Toronto, Joe Asante, Quasi. X, never mind, and all the other old school guys that were still living there after they had done. And now I was just like, whoa, this is not all those banners in that gym. I was like, what is going on? And I never knew, I never followed really university besides, you know, UBC, UVic, mm-hmm. SFU. That was mm-hmm. it, besides our colleges. But I never watched, I never really watched basketball growing up, except for like whatever NBA stuff. But going in there i'm like yo i'm never gonna make this team look at all these dudes and they all look like they could hoop they yeah. all had the shorts and the gear and the earrings and <laughs> i was just like what and then once i started playing I was like, oh wait a second i'm all right yeah. like i could do this and then hemi like you said hemi's kind of saw something in me as well obviously he did too because him and he obviously talked so he saw something in me and he basically i i mean i went in there and started all three years I played there and, and did pretty well with the guys we had. And, mm-hmm. and then in school wise, it was the best for me because I was actually passing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going across, didn't mind it. I mean, I missed a lot, but I was still making sure, okay, 
got to do this. And then guys would get on me, coach would get on me. Like, look, you're not playing tomorrow. You're not practicing. Mm-hmm. Are you going to come to practice? We're going to make everybody run if you miss another class. And it was mm-hmm. kind of, that brought me back to high school with at McNair. Because he was like, I don't care how good you are. Like, we need you. But if you're not doing the school thing, we don't need you. And yeah. so like, it kind of hit me in both places when I got there too. And he was always on me, obviously, when I was there. I talked to him all the time. And then just kind of getting into guys. And then when you came out and Gil was there, Gil was always a kind of a mentor to me too. But I always looked at him as my little brother. But obviously now he's the head coach there. So, I mean, he's doing something right. Yeah. But he was always on my on my butt too. Like, being like, come on, man. He's like, we need you. Like, and, and I mean, it was kind of cool because growing up with Gil as well. And obviously we were rivals. And, and then when you got out there, you guys, you know, were all, best friends and guys like that. And it was just, it was so cool to have guys around me, even though I still messed up a bit, but it was just like to see you guys and then see me if I miss class or do something dumb, I'd see you guys be pissed. So it was kind of like, I can't put these guys down. Like we got a national team here. Like we, mm-hmm. Could, mm-hmm. we could win this stuff. You know what I mean? So it kind of opened my eyes. And, and for you too, my brother, like I, I, I love you for everything you've done there. And you always kind of, tried to keep me on the right path. Uh, I'm hard to deal with, but I mean, I mean, it worked out in a sense. A hundred percent, man. And I, and I think too, like Brandon was like, and like, I was, I was like, you talk about, I was what it was me and Scott and Los and rainbow. Like we were the only right. white dudes, man. Right. <laughs> like it was a total, That's, just flipped it upside it was, down, you know, but I mean, I had my own path too. Like I, I failed out of cap. Like I didn't know what I want to do yeah. in school. Like, after I left Langara, like I only had a few options. I had X here, Calgary, like, because right. academically it was so bad. Right. And I was like, yeah. where am I, where am I going to be able to get my degree done the fastest? And Gil was the same. He's like, yo, man, this is, this will be a good spot for you. And I was like, I oh, don't know, man, Brandon, Manitoba. And I think like, it's a, the good and bad of it. And especially for someone like yourself, Josh, is like how small it was. Right. Like, you could, you could be There's doing no your way thing. I would have survived yeah. in a big school. Yeah, man. You know, like you could still do your thing, have your fun, be who you are. But it was like, yeah, actually, you know what? I have seen Josh in the last day. Like, I know where he's at. So he better get his ass That's here. Where, you know? Yeah. And you can hide. So it's like, I know he's either over at Heather's or he's over at Texas House. And yeah. <laughs> it was like, you, you're not hiding anywhere. Yeah, and we got practice this time. You're not playing. That's how I always felt too over there. It was like if I, I mean, I screwed up quite a few times, but it was like now I know, like especially with you, knowing mm-hmm. and Gil and guys, like these guys are brothers from you know home. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let them down. They came out here and sacrificed, and they're going to practice. They're doing school, mm-hmm. and then it kind of showed me like, yo, stop being selfish. Mm-hmm. Let's do this as a team. Mm-hmm. And okay, how'd you guys do that first year, 90, 98, 99? Ooh, man, it was so I think it was what was it? There was two two guys that played on the team that, that were there after that year, like after their year before that. I think they won national two years before I got there, 96, 97, I think. Okay. And then uh, we got there was eleven new guys. Uh, Ernie yeah, Bell. But- and Craig Walker, I think, was the only other returning player who won a national with them. Tex was slash coach, player, fighting with everybody kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, we, we started off, I think, 4-0. 
And then we went to Lost Thick Street or something like that, if I remember correctly. I think we were like last seed go in. It's a, but, the, but back then, too, it was only what Winnipeg, Regina, Brandon. And I think, I think that was really U of M before. Oh, yeah, and U of M, right? And U of yeah. M were dominant. They were the, they were they were the branded of the of that era. They had all mm-hmm. the the brothers, so we'll say, and uh, mm-hmm. and then we got there, and then we just chilled like just before like the G Pack was called, yeah. And we, man, we just turned it on, and I think we went like six and zero, and then made it through, beat Alberta at home, and the uh, G Pack tournament, beat Regina, which it was our rival, beat. Manitoba and then went out to uh, Halifax and I think who was Alberta was number one we beat them by I think 19 or something like that and it was like whoa number eight seed and that's when we just were like we play (laughs) it's like Mm -hmm. we got enough different kind of guys that don't know each other we had and everybody from all over all over the country and all over Canada it was like we had the weasel head we had Ernest from Kentucky we had Jermaine from Jacksonville or Jackson or Jack uh, Mississippi State, and it was and then some of the other guys. Tex was uh, Minnesota All American guys like that. I was just like how and these guys were like to me. I thought they were thirty, but I guess they were really twenty seven, twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> they were older guys, and I was like, I'm like twenty two, I think, around there. Yeah, and it was just like, but we just we end up getting along, going up to nationals, and then hit nationals, and it was just like. Played uh, who we ended up playing the first game? Not uh, not St. Mary's. Oh, Western. Okay. Oh no, Western was the second game. But I can't remember who we played our first game. It wasn't you, Vic. It was somebody that we weren't supposed to beat, and then we beat them. And then, well, Alberta story was the first game. We knocked them off number one, and then we played Western, and that's when I hit that kind of cool shot that. Got us over there, and then uh, old Randy again <laughs> had to face him. And I just remember I did not want to lose to him again. <laughs> and I was telling all the coaches, I'm like, this guy can play, and everybody's like, ooh, but nah, this little guy. I'm like, man, trust me. And him, Fred Perry, and yeah, oh, that's still probably one of the. I mean probably one of the better games I've ever played in my life that I could, just because playing against Maximu, Randy, uh, like, I think Jordan was a rookie on that team that year, Coucher. And it was just like, wow. And these guys, like, they were supposed to win, and we had it right down to the end, and then it was, uh, yeah, Randy. (laughs) Shout out, Randy. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm looking, it says... 1999 was St. Mary's ended up winning it. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Then so I would have been, that would have been, I would have been there. 2000. That's when we played. 99, 2000 is when you hit the half court shot. Yeah. Yeah. That was against Western. Uh, St. Mary's beat Alberta in overtime. That that would have been Jonas Jonas Tasic would have been on that team. Yeah, Jonas. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then you guys lost by one in two thousand, and then we lost in overtime in two thousand. And then with yeah, back to back to those. Yeah, yeah. And so talk about that. I mean, like you know, for me, like coming in two thousand two thousand one, 
knowing the history and what had happened and like i mean we had a we had a squad man i mean ebell oh, was an absolute beast and i was the same like i was like after after my last year at lang where i probably shouldn't have gone back but i just finished and i was like am i kind of done with basketball do i want to be here and then i right. started training a bit and like jerry started calling me and gil was getting on me and like was like come on and i remember <laughs> matt, matt yeah matt matt lachasser i don't know if you remember that name he, yeah yeah yeah. yeah he was at manitoba and so like he coaches out here now but he was like texting me calling me kind of like on the flip phone and hey man you should come to u of m and i was like all right you know and i got in shape and then i showed up to brandon and like you said it's like 42 dudes at tryouts i'm like yo is this right that was the thing when i got there too yeah yes we got tryouts i'm like i'm not gonna make this team man these guys are all (laughs) i'm like yeah i'm like last on the fart lick run i'm like oh my god man like i'm just I'm not ready for this. And then, I mean, we just rolled right. We lost like three games that year. I think the yeah. entire year, three or oh, four. Um, we were we we were stacked. Like people don't understand it. Like I talked to people here and there, and I'm like, man, the team we had. I'm like, Phew. yeah, it's if crazy. We would all, well, I mean, not that we didn't all uh, you know dial into each other, but mm-hmm. I mean, we'll probably talk a little about that more too. But we got right, let's team. do it. I think we could have, man. I, I right. I think it's what separated us. I think we just weren't as connected as as Saint of X was. I think we no, made it all the way all. to the national final just out of talent. And I think yeah, 100%. because we weren't uni- as unified, and maybe there was some trust issues from the you know the locker room and things like that. I just yeah. think it affected us on the court. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, and you know I think it was it's like those Clippers years where it was like Blake Griffin and CP3 and DeAndre, and is like they just couldn't get yeah. it together, right? And it was like. I remember ch- talking with Jerry about that. I was like, "We got enough talent to make the national final. I don't Man. know if we have. I don't know if we can have enough to to win it, though. You know." And but it's we get like, there, yeah. And I think, and like, then it, it comes down to yeah, it comes down to us, really. Like, yeah. even with Hammings, like we we me and you talk obviously a lot. And mm-hmm. It came down to Hammings. He should just sat back and let us play. That's mm-hmm. I honestly think it that way in a sense. And but we had mm-hmm. a lot of coaches that were playing, and, and you know, vice versa. But I mean, if he would let us just sit back and look at the guys we got, we could almost stub ourselves out at that point. Like, yeah. and, and guys <laughs> like you know, you know, you know Randy better than yeah. anybody playing yeah. a game. And then Gil, and I mean, Gil was getting minutes, but obviously now the reason he's a coach, head yeah. coach, because he knew the game and he knew guys together. He would sub me in, in in my rookie year when I got, I'll be like, what? Is he ready? I'm like, I would come off all pissed and. Yelling at Hemmings or whoever else, um, I wanted the ball in the corner and da da da. And then Gil would come over and sit beside me, and I'm like, "What?" He knows I'm mad. He wouldn't say nothing. He would sit beside me and then tap the leg, go, I'm like, "Go where?" They go something. I'm like, "What?" All right, and then go in and I'd play well because I had that confidence from you know a guy I've known pretty much all my basketball career as well. Yeah, and for him to be like, "Yo, go, just relax, get in there," and it was just like, "Okay." But a lot of our guys, we just couldn't wrap that around. Like you said, with St. effects, they were just, they were a team. We were sure. we were a team, but we were, we were kind of still floating around with each other and guys who wouldn't trust each other. Just, yeah. It still pisses me off to today. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's live and learn, right? But I mean, yeah, like it, that's what happened. I mean, you look at like Randy, Randy won them the title in 2000, right? He, he made those tough yeah. shots. And um, he when said you guys it. were up, yeah, <laughs> and and then you guys, and then the next year, like he, <sighs> he hit the big shot against McMaster in the semi, but like Croucher hit the tying shot yeah. in regulation, 
Uh, and then remember that El Adams or whatever he went yeah. off in overtime, and and no, Denny, no yeah, no Denny, bad, Denny missed the free throws, but he bounced yeah. back. And so they had, you know, whereas like we kind of just like we he was, idle. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. He was our guy, and it was like, yeah, we did. We stayed idle. It was wild, man. And, and he was out of gas, like, and that, that yeah. Got, now, now that you mean you talked whatever two mm-hmm. days ago, and so I watched the whole game again. He he was out of gas. Like yeah, we, we wrote him, man. Yeah. And even yeah. Weaselhead, Chuck, Chuck, yeah. was, he was out too. He's, it was, he, he, like, he won us the semi, man. You know, remember yeah. like, he fouled out and then he made that huge play right. and like, yeah. And he gave us everything. And you know what I mean? And that's another guy. Like, I mean, all of us, I feel bad for like, a guy like him, like, came out of nowhere. And like, his story is probably, you know, like mine is, is, is up and down too. But man, that's that my guy, dog, man. That's my right? dog. That's right. my roomie. Man. Yeah, one of a kind. Yeah, for real, for real. This guy would be out till two in the morning and then wake up and win <laughs> win the beat test the next morning, right. like kick everyone's and then yell ass. Guys. Yeah. I'm like, yo, man, this guy's crazy. Yeah. And then be like, I'm not coming to practice today. I just did this. Yeah. I'm like, what? Where are you going? He's like, I'll be out. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, like when you look back at it and like, you know, we kind of half joke about it or whatever and all that, yeah. like, would you have traded it for the world? Not a chance. I mean, how many how many people you talk to that have hooped and are like, like Dom Zimmerman's one of my better friends. Like, I right, don't even, right. I don't think they even made the nationals. And he's right. like, you, he's like, you played in the national final in front of like fourteen thousand people. Like that is yeah. when I posted the yeah. video on Hoops Journey, people were commenting like Chris McLaughlin who played at Vic. He's like, wow. He's like, look. He's like, I'd heard the stories about and you know the pack. And he's like, but this is wild, right? And so. You and know, we were the Cinderella team that, yeah. I mean, we had the talent, we had, you know, the high flyers, we always had that stigma, Hemmings and his whole past and, you know, all the American guys and the high flyers and the whatnots yeah. and, you know, <laughs> we were never loved, and, yeah. but just the, but people wanted to see us play. Yeah. Like even our years, it was, people wanted to see us play. Like it was, it was a show at halftime or mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, everybody dunked it. Everybody's trying to do one thing or whatever. And we kind of had that swag that was, you know, I mean, we weren't that bad, but I mean, some of us, but. It's true it was, though. You know was, what? I'm I'm reading the uh, John Thompson book right now. Remember him from Georgetown? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's in like, I'm in the thick of the book right now where he's talking about being a, now Jerry wasn't a black man, but John being a big, large black man yeah. with majority black players on his team. And this, that instant label that came with that, right? good batter in between it was the label that they were given and and they were you know they played a fast tempo they played aggressive defense very similar like use their athleticism to, to wear yeah. teams down and that's such a good way to put it is like not everybody loved us but they always wanted to watch you know yeah. that, that like was the Brad, thing they respected us and, yeah and they yeah. love i remember going to the gym in regina a couple of times and, and the wall dunk that we were talking about earlier their coach yeah. would be standing there and be like hey uh, my mom and dad are here in fashion. Can you do that wall dunk in warm up? And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm doing it anyways, but yeah, here, I'll throw it behind my back and do this one just for your family. And it was kind of cool because they hated us. The giant was, if you remember those. Of course. Yeah. They didn't like us. And, but they were always, that was that one thing. They're like, oh man, they come up and, you know, hey, can you do that dunk? Even some of the players, like, yo, how the, like, I don't know. Here, watch. <laughs> and it was kind of like, but it was, it, it was, like you said, it was a, a love hate relationship, and the CIS hated us, and they just—I mean, we were good. 
And we were not the typical team. We were all from everywhere and different, you know, personalities. Clearly, like we had guys are yelling loud and Ebel took him a bit. But when he got mad, it was like, get out of his way. And me yelling and screaming. (laughs) But then it was like, okay, get a couple dunks. Then Mitch hit a three. Then it was like, weasel head, drive down the lane, do something crazy. And then it was just like, man, but people (laughs) are like, we got to go watch this game. (laughs) For real. And if we beat them, <laughs> it's <laughs> no even doubt. better. But not beating us. <laughs> no, no joke there. <clears throat> Two things I want to talk about before we do some fun questions, man. One, um, I want to get into Harlem Crowns, and two, I want to talk I about just sort of that dunking history, right? So, you know, the Dolphin Park Classic is like, I mean, those are some of my fondest memories outside of playing, you know, right. high school or post secondary, like just Dolphin every summer whether I decided to play or not, just the weekend, seeing the community and everybody out. Um, what are you, like 11? How many times you win the dunk contest? Uh, 13. But 13. No. There you go. <laughs> I think I don't know, it was like 10 straight, and then they started bringing over. Oh, that's right. There's 10 straight. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, talk about that, just the art of being a dunker. You talked about it a little bit that first time in, in Vegas and like Eve's I mean, there, how many people can just be like, hey, here's a dunk I think you should do. And then you just pull it off, right? And like, talk about just that art of being a dunker and and how much pride you took in it. Um, and and knowing that every summer there was an opportunity to defend the title because it was a big deal. The people haven't seen or know or watched the documentary about Dolphin. Like, we're talking yeah. nine, ten rows deep of people on Sunday at four o'clock, beer gardens packed. There's thousands of people there. It's it was a major major event in the Lower Mainland. Um, talk about that. Just being a creative uh, dunker. Yeah, I, I I have no idea where it came from, but I I just like since I was young, I was, uh, Michael Jordan. I all his tapes, all those VHS tapes for young guys. Those are cassettes you used to put in your TV. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I used to just love it. Like that art of that, and then I just. I was in high jump as a kid, uh, thanks to Eve again. And I I, I finished, I think, fourth in, in the province one year. And then I didn't have the right shoes, so I couldn't jump and it was wet. And I just, I was always the one foot jump. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I just used to always sit in the backyard with the mini hoop. Mom had us and at seven feet or whatever, and trying all the Jordan dunks. And then started growing, got my growth spurt. And then I was just like, huh, I'm going to try this. And then, playing at Dolphin and, and playing with like my brother and his friends and they would never want me to play because I would always be doing crazy stuff, CNS, Eves. And uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden I was like, hey, I have some kind of weird ability <laughs> that I could jump and switch hands. And and then there was, yeah, Dolphin definitely was, uh, and like Bobby Singh and all the guys there were like, man, go in this, Sean Harley and, you know, Mike Hamilton tried to beat me a couple times. Love you, Mike. But um, yeah, and then I just was like, okay, let me try this. And then guys are just like, oh, here, jump a motorbike. I'm like, what? I'm like, sure, why not? But dude, but your, wing, okay. your wingspan and your hands, man. Well, like, that's the other thing, yeah. Did you ever measure? Did you ever measure it? No, I never really have, you know. You know what photo, like you know what photo kills me, dog? You know what photo kills me? <laughs> it's uh, your grade 12 year. It's like the all-star photo. And you're like in the middle. And then there's two guys on either oh. side of you. 
and your hand is around the outside guy's shoulders. I'm like, yo, is this? Is that the BC's one? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's no yeah, Photoshop yeah, yeah. back in the day. Look at this guy's arms, man. No, yeah, wonder, he could, no so, wonder he could dunk with his armpit. Someone man. else mentioned that to me years ago. I never thought of that. My just hands like, were always the biggest, but I could just cup it. Like, well, you just like draped over these guys. I'm like dying. It's the funniest photo. I got to find it. I'll send it to <laughs> I you. I forgot about that. So Someone funny. Someone else mentioned that years ago, too. They're like, yo, what? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> like your arms are long. I'm like, well, and it helped that I was only about a buck 75. So when I jumped, sure. it was just like a, a, a feather. Sure. And I just, that's all you should do though in the summer. I just practice dunk on yeah. seven, eight foot hoops. And, and then once I, Dolphin was a little easier for me because it was like 10 or about nine, eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and then it was just like watching like Hartley and guys like him, like watching him do it. And my brother Jake doing it. And I was like, Okay, wait, I can do this. And then it was just like, I would just think of random things and just ask kids. I'm like, what do you think I should do? Like, oh, bounce between your legs from the free throw line, do the Kenny Smith, do this and that. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, let me try it. Then it would work. And I was like, I'm going to dunk everything with my left hand, but I'm right handed. Mm-hmm. So that that's why I think I got a lot of the things. Everything I did was my left. I don't think I get windmill with my right, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because guys were like, I. You switch it over to the left, and then I was like, "Yeah." And then I remember Harpoon's like, "Jump this guy's car." I'm like, "What? We I mean, wouldn't jump a car." I'm like, "No." I'm like, "I've already had four beers." Yeah, yeah. Well, six. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "So they pulled in the parking lot on the grass, not the parking lot." And so I started jumping beside it, and I was like, "I could do it." And then I was like, "K Harv, you stand on the one back, and and my brother, you stand on the other side because I clip it and fall over. You guys can catch me because that post is right there, and then the beer garden's right there." Yeah. Where the monkeys were all sitting. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so that once I started doing that at Dolphin, then I was like, okay, I think I'm the dunk guy. But that's honestly a little thing that kind of hurt me in, in playing, I think, was uh, all I wanted to do was dunk. Because mm. I was like, I'm the dunk guy. And then I remember, uh, I almost said Sports Illustrated, I wish, but uh, Sports Page with, uh, uh, what was his name? Um Don, not Don yeah. Taylor. It was uh, yeah, Don Taylor. Was it? Yeah, they came. They came to McNair one time. Uh, my senior, we're gonna do a, a thing on you, and I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, no, you got to be here." And I was like, "Okay, 10 a.m." I was there probably 10:30, and <laughs> they did the whole little interview thing, Duncan. I was like, "So," but then that kind of got to my head. I'm just a dunk guy, right? And then other people around be like, "All you can do is dunk." Couldn't shoot. I had a right shot. My form was gross, like Reggie Miller, but it was just kind of like, all you do is dunk. All you do is dunk. I'm like, well, and then just to be cognitive, I'm like, well, I still average 27 <laughs> off a <of> dunk. <laughs> You're not doing much to stop it. But that really kind of got in my head that I was just a dunk guy. And then yeah. I wasn't ever focused on, oh, make a jump shot or, you know, do the fundamental stuff. I was like, if I catch it, well, I'm going to dunk it. Just throw it off the backboard, throw it in the air, I'll get it. And that kind of slowed me down in a sense. I remember a couple coaches, Triano, a few other guys, and they were like, you got to all around your game. Like, even he's like, you got to work on the mid range or something else. He's like, guys are going to get to know you. And then, like, playing, like, I mean, your caliber guys, Terry Fox, when you guys are winning, and you guys just shut me down. And I was like, what? I can't just drive through these guys and dunk. It's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, Bobby Singh definitely wasn't letting me do that. (laughs) <laughs> or anybody like that. And so it was kind of like I had that stuck in my head for years that oh, I'm, I'm just a dunker. And I mean, it for sure. did well for me overall after, which we'll probably talk about with the Harlem guys. But it was 
I learned my branding really was guys like you, Gil, like, sweet, do this and pull up, kind of thing like that. Oh, wow, that's part of the game. I can just catch and shoot <laughs> or, or try and beat a guy, dribble seven times and try and duck. I was like, no. <laughs> what can we say about the people at Parkside, especially our guy, Sam Payne? A huge supporter of basketball in our community. The gentleman does many things behind the scenes that people don't know about. And one of those is supporting our podcast from literally day one. Sam reached out to us and said, hey, I like what you're doing. How do we get involved? And what you can do is find them at any local government store or come down to the brewery, sit on the patio, sit in the back, listen to the music, come for music trivia night, whatever it is. The wide variety of beer that they offer is second to none. And Port Moody in the Brewer's Row is a great place to be. We are so appreciative of Parkside Brewery, we can't even say it in enough words. Head down, we hope to see you Parkside. And if you can't, find a way to support because they do a lot for us. Cheers. But yeah, you're right. It did It did parlay into a pretty dope opportunity for you. And talk about that, like let people know who the Harlem Crowns are and, and kind of what your role was there and kind of traveling around and pretty unique basketball experience, right? Like going through Canada and the world and sort of just having a fun time with, love, you know, the love of the game at its kind of purest form, right? You know, playing yeah. all this, playing all this pretty intense basketball and then having the opportunity to just sort of like be a showman and, and have it be pure must've been a really cool time. Right. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Like that's it, it, like you said, like, like, Brandon was a fit for me at high school to get into a small place and, you know, got to kind of showcase my skills and become a better basketball player with a lot of guys around me, obviously. That, And then it was like, well, my dad played for Colin Crown. He played for the Globetrotters for a little bit too. And uh, I remember I came back from Brandon, I think it was 2000, 2002, I think. And uh, I just ran into a bunch of guys from EA Sports for the uh, EA for the first dunk competition in the video game and all this stuff. And they were like, hey, man, we might get you to do this. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, if people tell me like, they're going to send me overseas yeah, and do all yeah. these dunk competitions in Seattle. I was like, yeah, yeah. So I went on the road, ran into a coach at uh, the YMCA and uh, where was it? In Kitsilano. We were playing. It was a co-ed league, actually. And I was hanging around after whatever throwing the ball off the walls and doing dunks. And this old black dude walks in and he's like, hey, man, uh, where are you from? And I'm like, here. I'm like, Canada, born and raised. And he's, like, oh. he's like, man, he's like, are you working right now? I'm like, no, it's summer. I just came back from school. And he's like, do you have like a month off? You can travel. My name is Herb Scape, blah, blah, Harlem Crown. He's like, I used to play for the Globetrotters. And we, I was like, okay. So I called my mom. And I said, mom, do you know this guy, Herb Scape? And she literally screamed. She said, what? And I was like, yeah, he just came up to me at the YMCA and, and asked if I can go travel. And she's like, do you know who that is? I was like, no. I'm like <laughs> some 67-year-old black dude walking around. And uh, she, she just said, he played with your dad. And I was like, what? And then so they called each other. And then the next day, my mom was like, okay, you're going to play out. And I think my first game was at West Van High School. And then he jumped in. He's like, I just want you to dunk. And I was like, what? I was like, $95 a day. I was like, okay. I was like, let me try this out. 
And then <laughs> when did that for the first year? I, I well, I think I did. I think I did a month and a half tour with them, and then uh, went back to Brandon for kind of my last year. And then I was just like, these guys, like, we'll give you, a, you know, kind of a not a lifetime deal, but in the sense that you know, like, come travel with us, and you get just, you know, be a showman, like you just said, and, and hoop. And that was me. <laughs> it was like. Mm-hmm. I can just run around and dunk and tell you guys do this and that. and and the one big thing with that was I, the kids I loved it they'd come up to us we'd do a lot of the First Nation reserves and, and they'd never see us like half the guys on my team I was like wow and they're all from all all parts of the states all different mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. for sure and it was cool for me to be going through Canada mostly and being like yo this is we're in Williams Lake we're in like Haida Gwaii and all these crazy places that no one's seen you get <laughs> like to go to hide yeah how was that and man was, i, I want to oh, go that's bucket list for it, me dude it's it's awesome there yeah. we should go i got yeah. my brother's kid my brother's a kid that lives there no way jake's got a kid there yeah i lived up there for a couple of years after that and it, it is beautiful mm-hmm. like it's different but of it's course. beautiful yeah but it's so beautiful up there so yeah with that traveling with those i want to go up i want to go up for the all native Oh man, the tournament! Yeah, it. I played. Right. I played in it once with Gene. Went up there. He took me up. Nice. So I got, I got my one sixteenth status. So yeah, I had just enough to get in there. So they flew me up there for one year. I played for uh, Fort Simpson. That's still a small little island. And yeah, oh man, all native is something else. Yeah, that's where I had to jump in tournament. Yeah, man. We had Jacob Tom on right, and he talked about yeah. it a little bit. So yeah, I'm like, man, this is like. I want to take like a week off in November oh, and go we up there go. and film. Yeah, it'd be go. so fun, I, I right? I will come. It's, and the Hoopers, like, whew. Legit. There's a lot of good Hoopers. Like, obviously, I, I give a shout out to Gene. He's, he's probably the most dominant player to play in that. But uh, there's, there's a lot of good guys that mm-hmm. even up there as well because they got the, you know, the Alaskan team they let play in there every year. And mm-hmm. Just the local teams, the Haida teams. And, oh, you know, man. There's some good basketball players, even even in the uh, the girl hoops too, and it's a different hoop. It's not for sure. <laughs> it's like playing that kids in the eighties. <laughs> You're not getting calls, and if you complain, they're just gonna look at you. And but uh, no, 100%. yeah, it, it, that's a fun tournament. Yeah, cool. Sorry, I just had to hop in when I heard how to go. I was like, yo, man, I need to get up there. So yeah, yeah, no, let's go. Yeah, I'm in. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Where else? Where, where else did you get to go, man? Where else did you get to link up? And so just with them, uh, well, with the crowds, pretty much everywhere in the state, probably mm-hmm. almost every god. Well, probably I would say ninety percent of every reservation in Canada we went to. Wow! And then in the states, probably almost everywhere, but Texas would be cool to go play down there and let my What's dad that? see what I can do. Must have been tiring though, man. Yeah, that was the one thing too. It was, yeah, and, and it Night was strict. Of. Like everybody thinks, oh, you just do it. Oh, it's just no. Coach was strict. He he was he was honest. Like you know, and it was mostly young guys. After my first few years, like I, mm-hmm. I, I did what thirteen years with them. Did you really? So yeah. Oh my god, man! Like baseball, well, I would say it probably broke down to about nine years, but it was sure. always from October. They'd pick me up, and then I'd go till Christmas. Yeah, come back for y'all Christmas ain't, and then go back on the road again. Y'all ain't hopping like on. Y'all ain't hopping on. Uh, y'all ain't hopping on a first class, and uh, you're not getting two days off in between games, though. 
<laughs> not a chance. <laughs> no, we were in a, either a van. We had the first year with a bus, so it was kind of cool. And then it was a yeah. <laughs> And it was nine of us in the van. And yeah, it, was, it was tough. And like driving up to uh, all through Alberta and all that stuff in the winter and coaches. I know these roads like nothing. I'm like, yo, we're sliding. And there's cliffs <laughs> on each side. And it was just like guys in the back. All you see is white eyes <laughs> and, and cell phones. These guys are like, yo, where are we? I'm like, and everybody on the team thought I was from there. I'm like, no, I'm not from Saskatchewan. I'm not from Regina. I'm like, it's minus 30 somewhere. Here. They're like, well, you from Canada? I'm like, yeah. Remember the first place you met me in Vancouver? With the big stadium. We went out. I was like, that's where I'm from. This is different, but that that was a fun that was a fun thing. I'm I'm trying to do one more tour with him because uh, Herb he passed away a couple years ago, mm. and he was the owner and stuff. So, and me and his son Herb are really close. Oh, cool! But we're trying to do one more memorial tour. But I said I can only now with the kids and stuff. I said if we play in Vic or in Vancouver. I mean maybe Alberta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to get away for a month and do it, but. We're trying to we're trying to get on that, but that that was a lot of fun. I got to play with uh, Gary Payton's son. He, uh, nice, yeah. So it was kind of cool, and then uh, he ended up playing. I got him hooked up with uh, Andrew Parker, which you know from Alberta. Yeah, yes, sir. he got to play on the pro team out there. I can't remember what they're called. Rap? No, not Rattlers. Stingers. Uh, Stingers. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So they signed him, and he got he went out there and played a bit. He wasn't obviously like his dad, but he was an all right player, but. It was cool to have him on the roster, so they they pumped that up a bit. But it was cool with him, and uh, I played with Damian Lillard, little cousin. Basically, his his, his brother raised him. This young kid, he was he was good. Yeah, and I don't know what happened to him. So a lot of these guys lost contact with, but like a lot of it, it was weird. A lot of them from Oakland and stuff. And, uh, Beast Mode's uh, nephew played with him. Oh no way! And I was like, what? Yeah. So it was kind of cool. To, all these guys kind of whatever related semi-related and then it was just like i'm just a lone canadian guy on the team traveling around That's but dope. then i was one of the better guys on the team so it was kind of funny and they all love me because i, I know a spot where are we <laughs> so i'll find us <laughs> somewhere to go <laughs> joshy connected love it okay man let's do some questions you ready oh yes sir yeah he's ready he said oh, oh he's ready okay man i'm waiting for these <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I wrote mixing notes up. and I threw them out. Why? By accident? Because I just freestyled. No, uh, I said I was writing notes because I saw the one you sent me the thing. I'm like, okay, these, I'm like, ah, man, there's so many. <laughs> I'm with my okay. brother, so I don't need that. There you go. You got it. Respect. Okay. Let's get to it. Greatest bag of chips out there, man. What you got? <sighs> See, this is the last one. Uh, one of the the, uh, the old Dutch Mexican chili. Oh yeah, I know this. They just got in my neighborhood, and and I asked the guy that I know he owns the store, and I asked him to get those in. So he's getting those in for me now. And then it would have been a Thunder Crunch jalapeno, but now they're Miss Vicky's. The, cl- the classic right? Thunder right? Crunch man. Yeah, the barbecue and the uh, man. That was nobody's Robert's pulled special. out. Nobody's pulled out Thunder Crunch. French. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. That was the those are to. those are Miss Vicky's before Miss Vicky's. You are one hundred percent correct, my man. That's what I said. The Thunder Crunch. Me and my mom used to go to Point Roberts and get those in a, a box of hockey cards or, or basketball cards. 
Oh, you know, I you love it. The barbecue and the Thunder Crunch. Oh, my God. Oh, I Those love this man said that. <laughs> Thunder Crunch too, like so over seasoned, like so yeah. much, like so oh. much flavor, like yeah, the jalapeno ones and the barbecue ones. That was it. My mama always had the barbecue ones. So I'd get the jalapenos, and you'd be like, I knew you would. Like I knew you minutes. wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't let me down, my dog. Right? Yeah, man. It's like can't touch anything because you're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eli had a bag of cheesies the other day and decided to like do handsprings on the couch. I'm like, dude, what happened oh. here? It's like a murder scene here, man. Like. <laughs> He, I licked, like, I licked them. Like, riding around the house. It's <laughs> like handprints. Come on, man. Um, all right. Uh, you got you. We're at, Uh-oh. we're at Dolphin. You four dudes could be like, your, could be like your all time favorites, could be guys that you just want to run with this because you love like, playing with them, whatever. We're like on the blacktop, local? though. No, it's your world. Could be anything. Could be local. Not NBA players. I'll, I'll go with BC guys. Though. Okay. And Ebe's coaching, obviously. Oh, yeah, 100%. So we're on the blacktop. Uh, so it's, but it's call your own. Like, it's a different kind of vibe, right? What do we got? Whew. I got, oh, man. I got I to gotta take Novell. Yeah, you do. I got to take Mavis. Yeah, you uh, do. I mean, Putsy, I used to watch grow up. Oh. And he, he went to school with my brother. Let's go. So it's got to be put C. So it's, a tough, like it's a tough squad right now. Right. Me, no. I'm Man, throwing you in there. Put C. Come on now. Don't do no, it. I'm throwing you, no, I'm throwing you in there. Hey, you're a champion. And and you're smart. You know the game. <laughs> Keep your ass and in line. So who would you exactly? We need that guy. And we need that the, the comedy too, because you, you keep everybody in check. <laughs> Give me one more. And, who are you bringing off the bench? Ooh, so you got you, me, Putsy, Mavis, Nove. Who are you bringing off the bench? Oh, man. I think I, t- I, I might have to come off the bench and maybe throw in. Oh, man. Like, see, I don't want to go past past our time because I would say take guys like that. But I had to put Putsy in there because I've known him since I was a little kid. Sure. And he's obviously a legend. Um, but I know Louis Johnson. Oh, my man. Sweet Lou, I'm sorry, Pooney, but you, you're you're sick. You're, you're you can the screens. He can do the announcing. That's what he's good at now. Yeah, that's a tough one. I was thinking of that when I saw the thing too, because there's so many guys. It's true. Like, that's a team, though. Lewis Johnson was a bucket. Yeah. See, and I, I when I watched him, he played against my brother, and watching him play, I was like, forget oh, about man. it. He was like Grand Hill in the sense, like forget about it. An undersized Grand Hill, but that, a- I mean, there's so many. That's a good comp. Look at you, Thunder Crunch, undersized Grant Hill. This man is spitting knowledge. <laughs> I was thinking about that question because I'm like, I, I read, I'm like, I know that's from my dad. But tough. there's so many. But and it's yeah, like, yeah, that played with. You're always going to leave someone out. No disrespect. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, you're yeah. always going to leave someone out. Yeah. All right. You, we've talked about how much you don't like school. So I'm assuming if we're going books or movies, <laughs> we're going movies, right, my dog? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like some books. This takes me a minute. Me too. But movies, worst reader ever. Ooh. Oh yeah. We, I, I mean, I love it, but then I just, I guess, squirrel brain. I'm like, oh, me too. Look. Yeah. And now I just blame it on the kids. I got no time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do we got? We got we going like all time classics. Movies? Yeah. What do you got? Ball movies or just any movies? It's your world, man. 
I know. Uh, man. Yeah, you're I acting like you're not like, working well, listening I, to these episodes, man. Come on. I know. I had to say uh, the one uh, which means a lot to me and, and it brings back my pops. Steve's, is, uh, he took me to uh, a hoops, a hoops dream. Uh, hoop, oh, yeah. yeah. He hoop took dreams. me to that. I think it was in like grade 11, maybe, or something like that. I'm something like that. He, he dragged me in there and made me watch that in the theater with him. And that's when I was like, this guy cares. And it kind of, that whole movie kind of hit home for me in a sense, too. That's like yeah, going back sure. to in the beginning of our, our talk. That actually opened my eyes a lot. And I know Eve did that for a reason. And um, yeah, I mean, okay, I'll say the two bathroom rooms, that above the rim, just the soundtrack and the movie. And that kind of sums up a little way I grew up. Love but, it. Um, but then outside of that, Shawshank Redemption is my go to. I love it. I, this is why, man. TV, I watch it. This is why, man. This is why we, yeah, you're my dog. Let's go. <laughs> right? That, that's probably my top two favorite movie all the time. Shawshank is so good. Yeah. And then, so even good. though how long it is, I don't care. I just, nope. It's, I watch it. And it's not like I'm not watching it. Um, like, I'll watch that. What's his name? Arthur Ag and, and um, yeah. the other dude. They have a podcast. Uh, games. Was it games? Yeah. Games? yeah. You, you okay. know who? You know who helps produce it? Remember Matt Hoffer? Yes. Was, yeah. The like Grizzlies, like he was yeah. like a ball boy with the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah him and I, we were texting like two years ago because I was looking into his podcast and I like sent them a DM and I was like, yo, it'd be fun to get you guys gone. Like, this is dope. And what? then it was like, he's like, Mitch, this is Matt Hoffer. And I was like, what? Yeah, man. He's in the city. What? It's crazy. Yes, dude. Wow. I'll send you that some stuff be... about him. I'll send you some stuff yeah, about him. Yeah, yeah. We sure. uh, we threatened oh, wow. to go for coffee or whatever, but it's like COVID and everything. So I should actually yeah. that's going to remind me. I'm gonna reach out again, man. It'd be good that's to go for a coffee. Cool. Yeah, man. Weird stuff with, like with this cool. with this pod. It's like weird stuff right? happens like hey, this. Yeah, you're killing it, brother. I appreciate it, man. You're Thank killing you. it. I even Thank got you. guys I work with that don't. Well, I don't watch sports on that. Time. I'm on my both podcast. So I, I was like, here, just download, check it out. Nice. And then uh, he messaged me earlier today after work. Like, oh, it's not bad. He's like, I'm not a big, I don't know who these guys are. I'm like, Google it, see? Yeah. I'm like, wait for my episode. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let yeah, you, I'll, I'll let you no, get off work early. <laughs> okay, man. Um, now, you've touched on a lot of people. You know, you got your mom, you got your brother, you got Ebe. Anybody else, some of the most important people in your life? Or do you want to re retouch on a few of those things? I mean, I know you lost your mom to cancer years back, and she was a huge part of your life. I mean, I remember her following yeah. us on the road whenever she could, you know, <laughs> right. sleeping on the couch in the room in Victoria or whatever it was, you know, exactly. like just yeah. always wanted to see you hoop and, and be your number one fan. But uh, any anybody else out there? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like, honestly, I even say, like, with, with I mean, our brand, you – were a blessing that you came out there. I mean, you, you kind of took me under your wing as well. Gil did. Like, you guys are always just there for me in that sense. Like, it was mm -hmm. just like, dude. And it was kind of cool to see you out there. Like, I mean, we played against each other, we played this, and then we didn't see each other for years. And then all of a sudden, link up in this small town. And it was just kind of like, I got family here now, kind of thing. Like, I had, like, yeah, the other guys on the team and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like, and then, like, Jake, he, you know, he, did what but he's the older brother so i was kind of hard on him because i was just like i'm i'm better than you and i'm younger leave me alone <laughs> kind of thing you know what i mean yeah. 
but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's ease. I mean, I I could even go back like Triano, Hanson, like guys like that. They always saw something in me as well, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And they tried to get me Langara with you guys, which sucked mm-hmm. that I didn't end up staying there because I would have had a ring. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just guys like that, just Hoopers like Novell was always big, and and even now I, we go back to Dolphin like Pira and and all the guys there. Like they yeah. always had my back. Like whatever it was, like they've been calling me now. I don't think I've been out there five years now since my daughter's been born. It's almost six years. Yeah. And, now they're like, you're coming this year if we have to send an Uber plane over there to get you kind of thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like him, Tony, like all those guys, like DJ, yeah. everybody. And the it's people's. just like, they've always been around me and always had my mom's back, brother's back. And they always have a place. Just little things like that, that guys just yeah. around the community always just kind of, you know, never looked down on me or even though I went the wrong way at times or whatnot. Or wasn't, yeah. you know, student athlete that I was supposed to be there, but he wanted me to be in a sense. But I mean, I wasn't ready. Like we were saying earlier, everything happened for a reason. I mean, you got it. do I look back and think, damn, I wish I could have done some things different for sure. But Don't we all? I mean, for where I am now, I'm happy. I, you know, I got a family and, and, and things are good. I, I did a lot of good things in hoops and definitely got a lot of good friends and brothers and, and, and this whole basketball journey. And uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't change a lot of that for nothing. I think what you're even doing now is more important than any anything you could do with a with a orange shoot basketball and right. a, and a hoop. You know what I mean? And so, you know what it means to me to see you be a dad and and do your thing. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah, um, no, that, that's like you. I was gonna say too, like you invited me on Thanksgiving like two years back and went to the beach with the kids. I'm like that to me was like okay, you know, I'm winning. In a sense, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that felt to me that I'm winning. Someone like you, you know, you're a successful guy, family, you know, everybody loves you. Like we have the same, <laughs> basically the same friends overall, everywhere. Yeah. It's just kind of cool to see guys like, even like with the Keelers and, and Dom, like we were talking about. And yeah. Seeing them, they always, man, you're always, you know, stop being such an ass on the court or after the court, we're going to have a beer. Yeah. You're awesome. That's why I end up getting on the monkeys. They're like, you're a monkey. Like, you need to be with us. It's like, we're all different, but, you know, we get you. Like, you're, yeah. you're not that that guy that everybody, you know, portrays you as and whatever my past friends and things like that. So it was kind of like, just to see guys like that, that, you know, went to UBC, went to like the big schools, and, you know, doing good things and family guys. And it's just like, for me to kind of be brought into like your guys' whole big circle means mm-hmm. def- definitely a lot to me. I think, you know, it's easy to sit on the outside and like maybe when I was younger, I was a little bit bad about it, just sort of like judging people. But then you realize like everybody's got everybody's got their own story to tell, man. And if you don't know what that story is, then you have no right to to judge on anyone, you know, and I think I think if you just open your heart to people and treat people like people, you know, you'll find out more and create relationships than you would never imagine. You know what I mean? So, oh, 100%. Stuff, and, that, and that's a lot of things. Like you sit, people, a lot of people sit there and judge and like, get to know me. You chuck me, you like me. Let's go for yeah. beer. Like, yeah. it, you might not like me on the basketball court. I don't like myself on the basketball court. I just want to win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. might say some wild stuff to you, but sure. I'll never disrespect, you know, yourself or, or anything above that. I'm just going to, you know, call you out and let's hoop. And then after, let's, let's hug and go hang out. Yeah, it's true. Good stuff. Okay, man, dead or alive, you got the best seat Ooh. in the house. What concert are you going to? 
see. So it, it's Pac first. Yeah. I would have loved to see Pac in concert. Okay. And he, he would have, obviously have a little entourage too. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of them. But I've seen a lot. So. Yeah, my my one like my my mom. I, I got to see Michael Jackson '84, the Victory Tour. I got to see the Temptations. I got to see Ooh. Marvin Gaye. Pause, 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 pause. Yes, pause. yeah. My my mom had to plug on, back in hang the on, day. Hang on, hang on, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> you can't just like you can't just right. roll through and I say yeah, the Temptations and that the Temptations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I can find this picture, this is crazy, Mick. There's a picture of me. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby holding me with Come the on. temptations. I was like maybe two years old. It was at, uh, it must have been uh, Pacific Coliseum or something back, I guess. So, but I'm 76, so it must have been like 77, 78. And the funniest thing about the pictures, I, I know I have it somewhere with my aunt after my mom passed. She's got all the photos. And mm-hmm. me being a, a, a four year old, five year old, I just drew uh, inappropriate things all over the picture. <laughs> and it's funny you just brought that up because I've been trying to find that picture because I'm like, you know what that is? Like it was a temptation all in their whites with their everything, yeah. and then that that next about two weeks later we saw, um, oh my goodness, cool in the game. Wow, the greatest concerts ever. Well, Michael Jackson was first, wow. but I was always like Michael Jackson, and I'm like, wait, I went to his concert. So that's, that's what, crazy. When I was talking, I was like, but Tupac definitely. Just to, I love oh, yeah. this his yeah. whole method. He was another guy, like oh, a gangster, you know, blah, blah. But his lyrics, he was, uh, he was a smart man. Yeah, man. They were, and they like, were levels. Biggie and all those guys. But I was like, Pac just he hit different. He grew up not just gangster, you know, that everybody showed him out to be after. He was like a dancer. <laughs> he was a, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. he wasn't that guy until he got surrounded by those people. But, yep. uh, and then who else would I say? See, I, I want to say Alvis because that would be a show. But then for living as well, I would like to see Metallica. Let's go. Live Metallica guy, would be pretty cool. I feel like they were just here. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. But like, I want to see them in the like, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like uh, 50 darts a day Metallica. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Got you. Just to, yeah, to see them live up front would be pretty damn cool. Because that was always our, our uh, high school room song. That was always one of those songs in there. Yeah, it was. And <laughs> yeah, a guy like that. And then, I mean, I I mean, okay, sorry, I got to have Bob Marley, clearly. Just to wow, sit on the list. beach and, and sit back. Yeah, you know. What a, a list. What beverage. a list. <laughs> a beverage, yeah. That's a- <laughs> That's good, man. I don't know if we've had a Temptations call. Well done. That's, I just, I, that's what I grew up to. That's dope. Mom's, I, I knew mom was going out on those thugs came on. There'd be a <laughs> cigarette in the bathroom, smoke coming out, the hair dryer was going. I'm like, oh, mom's <laughs> going out tonight. <laughs> well, Jake's babysitting me. <laughs> if my girl with Temptations came on, I said, oh, baby, you can stay up late. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, two, two more questions, my guy. Big one. How are we feeling about ketchup on macaroni? See, man, I, I know I hear all every episode. I think I've only missed like three episodes, but mm-hmm. when I was young, it was mandatory. Now, not a chance. Not a chance. Maybe some sriracha, but no, no ketchup anymore. But as a kid, that was 
definitely. Even my kids won't eat. I tried. They're like, no. Nope. Won't do it. No. Just just butter. Butter and mix it. <laughs> That's nice. I like that, man. Yeah, but definitely not catch anymore. That's no. That's like when I grew up with nothing. It's just like eating uh, spaghetti with, <laughs> with ketchup. <laughs> you get no meat sauce, no tomato soup yeah. here. Pour that on there. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> you have I a lot of energy at school tomorrow. <laughs> love it. Okay, my guy, last question, but most important is uh, who would you like to see on a hoops journey, but you got to connect us. Is there someone out there? Who who's someone? I mean, you've listened to a ton of the episodes. There's so many. Yeah, I mean, uh, who who were you talking to last? Was uh, Mike, right? Oh no, no, uh, the Mike Hamilton one. He said Jamal would fire, but uh, I'm just keeping it Canadian. I mean, there's a few. Me and you talk. I would love to hear Weaselhead story. That oh be, man, right? That would be track that guy down. Oh, I, I just talked to him like four days ago. I told him I was doing this. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah, he's out in Kenai still. He's, he's he is? While he's coaching the team. Yeah, I was out there with the Harlem Crown. No idea that it was his, his his reserve. We go in, I'm warming up. All of a sudden, this guy goes, Masters. <laughs> I turned around. We were standing there. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, and I talked to him yeah, like four days ago. He's... uh. He's doing good. He's coaching and, and you know, running his community. He's Love sober it. And, and, you know, he's definitely doing good. But there's a few guys. And I had to go through the list today to see who you had all on because I was like, obviously, these guys and all those. Yeah. I was on, um, well, Nash, obviously. I'm sure he's coming soon. Um, but I mean, like, local guys like us, I would, man, we would, it would be good. But uh, I agree. I, I always thought Hemmings too, but I think that would be kind of, eh. <laughs> but that, that it, would be it, kind of a good podcast though. It'd be interesting. Right. Like the be different perspectives and stuff. Yep. And, um, God, I had one person I was going to say too. Now let me think, um, man, there's so many. I even, your old ass yeah, should have kept the paper dog. <laughs> right? I, well, I even thought even even the Chris Portis would be a good one. Yes, he would he, be. He, he's a character. He's a champ. And, he's not know. afraid to. He's not afraid to share his story too, yeah. man. He's been through a lot too. He's and had he, a different exactly. path. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, and that's it's fun. Kind of it's funny actually. Blake literally just messaged me the other day because he Portis was wearing his uh, Hoops Journey hoodie. Right. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I saw that. And uh, he uh, he was like, "You should get him on," and we were actually talking about it. Yeah. So. I think Portis would be a good one, especially yeah. what he's doing now, and he's working with you know Blake and stuff, and doing all that stuff. Him and I have chatted a little bit. A yeah, we've been threatening to get a coffee because Eli's pretty. He's really ADHD, and I know Portis is pretty open about his. Oh, and yeah. sort of like yeah. just want to share stories and perspectives and, and hear yeah. what he, you know what his life was like, right? So yeah, yeah there'd no, be lots Portis, there. Like I watched him grow up since he was at Cap, and, and when yeah. him and Cooney and you guys were all playing for Eves. And yeah. wow, what a great shooter. Yeah, <laughs> the guy can play too. Yeah, and he's a monkey. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> Look at that. You're just and, nailing and, the and reasons. Here's right? all the reasons, Mitch. One, right. two, three, nah, yeah, he's, four. He's five. just a solid guy. I've always yeah. liked him. Like, he's, yeah. He's a good guy. Like, I agree. And, uh, and he, you know, like you said, he's got a good story too. I, I know his story. And yeah, it's it, it'd be a fun one. And he's coaching and he, you know he's giving back. And that's mm. what it's all about, really. Yeah. 
Love it. Okay, and, man. Oh, well, I oh, he's got one more. Don't, oh, no, you know, you see, I got a question for you. <laughs> you think I'm just going to lay, shut it down? And uh, shout out to, uh, what's it, Park, Park Brewery? Brewery? Parkside? Parkside, yeah, there it is. When I'm out there next, we're coming. Yes, sir. Um, so, remember high school, I did the, uh, the I, this is funny because Eve told me about <sighs> this, and this is what, 94, I guess. Okay. So when I did the uh, the sports page interview, okay, did um, what was it? I'm not, well, obviously not you. Coach was like, "Well, why is he being featured on a thing before you know before the BCs or whatever?" And we got one of the best players in the country. That is you, and you had to do the belly roll or some live on. Yes, time. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Well, I remember you did a dolphin. But I did the belly roll I, on sports page. I don't man. think I ever asked you that. And it was like I remember he was like, I mean, not well, we weren't rivals really. You guys were just better than us, and we were mm. up and coming kind of thing. And we had obviously two great players. We had the dunker and and the player. <laughs> and I remember he's so. So now they're doing this, and then I remember that's when we were playing you guys, I think. And then yeah. you guys, I was like, oh, I got this coach, and no, we didn't. <laughs> yes, the, but I, never, I, I don't think I ever asked you. Yeah, and 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 very very thankful that that video is long gone, my friend. Right. The belly the belly roll did happen on sports page. Yeah, it, I think it was just after I did that, and they were like, "Oh, no," because uh, Eves was like, "No, they're coaching." Oh, they're mad because they're profiling. You know, I'm like, just I'm, in my head, I was like, "Well, yeah, why not?" I'm Duncan. <laughs> like I'm in the paper, Duncan. I'm like we're number six in the country or whatever in BC. So I'm like, but Terry Fox is one, <laughs> and they can't beat us by forty something. But I was like, oh, I, I never got funny, to the belly roll except for at golf. So uh, yeah, I, I, that was one of my things I had to ask you. Think I've never asked you that in what thirty years. You know, so. it's well retired. <laughs> and we just I'll leave you with a funny story. We just did the clip. We had a big coaching clinic on a couple Fridays ago. Right. And uh, I sent out like a form after just said, you know, for feedback or whatever, right? It's kind of like, you know, what school did you come from? What, any suggestions for next year? I don't know who it was because it was anonymous because I didn't, you know, and then someone said, I, I want Mitch to do the belly roll. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> well, <laughs> you might have to. Like a hundred coaches in BC. I don't know who it was, but it's like, no, it's no, my shirt. My shirt is not going off for the belly roll dog. <laughs> No chance. That's For those that are wondering what's the belly roll, just ask someone else. I'm not telling you, man. Right. You can figure it out. I'll, I'll send a clip. Oh, <laughs> my <emoji>. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dude, listen. Um, I know we've been going back and forth waiting for your chance to get on and, and it was oh yeah like you said timing's, well timing's always yeah timing's always right and um <laughs> hey, there's a lot of guys that you put on before me that deserve to be on there it's all it's all good <laughs> I man some of my buddies like why are you on there that's your boy i'm like mm. there's a process to this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's it comes and goes right and i know and i know there's other people out there too and and we'll get around to them too man i wish I wish we had the resources to do a weekly episode right now. It's bi-weekly. Right. So, uh, you know, if we could get more out there. That said, if anybody wants to uh, throw some sponsorship money our way, we'd be happy right. to uh, get you a weekly episode. I just, I appreciate you, man. And um, it's fun to uh, still have a relationship with you. We'll be out there mid-December mid and 
for our tournament in uh, Oak Bay. Yeah, you know, um, it's going to be dope. You got it. And uh, <clears throat> any last thoughts, reflections before we uh, let you go, my guy? No, nah, man. I just, I just appreciate everything you're doing. Obviously, this podcast, everybody. That's the whole. Yeah, oh, well, the podcast is great. Oh, it is great. It's uh, something that we need, and especially that I got a brother that's doing it, and all the people that you have on that I get to listen to and kind of reminisce and hear stories of them and kind of know most of the stories as well. So it's, uh, no, it's, it's, it's been a blast. And it's like you said, it's been a blast having you as a brother and me. And like you said, inviting me Thanksgiving, things like that. We're, we're hanging out every day when we're you know, yeah, growing sure. up or whatnot, but it's just like full circle comes back and it's just like good people, no good people, man. I love it. What a way to end, man. I, I couldn't agree more. I think you said so many great things. I hope this episode brings some light to, you know, who you are and your journey and your path. And like you said, um, ignore the snarl on the court and the right. mugging um, yeah. because, because he's one of the best guys off of it that you'll ever come across. And I've come across a lot of guys in my time um, and you're at the top of that list. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, my brother. Episode 121. Thanks for rolling with us. Thanks to our sponsors. And we'll see you on the next episode. Love you, buddy.